Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Modern Mastery Podcast, where we help you build yourself, build your business, and join the new 1% of individuals that are living a meaningful, free, and fulfilled life through self-development and online entrepreneurship. This is the Wednesday episode of the Modern Mastery Podcast with my good friend and business partner, Joey, aka The Cypreneur. On this segment, we answer your questions from Twitter, pick apart silly arguments we see on the internet, and other things related to optimizing your lifestyle with performance and business advice. Before we get into it, let's talk about Modern Mastery HQ. MMHQ is a tight-knit community of people that want a streamlined way to starting and growing an online business so you can monetize the things that you love learning about in your free time, create more free time for yourself, and work from anywhere in the world. Building a business is a necessary step to self-actualization. It gives you the freedom and resources like money to further pursue your purpose and fuel your development. That's the second part of MMHQ is personal development. In the world of entrepreneurship, this is a must. You don't have a boss telling you everything you need to do. You need to become self-sufficient. You need to master your mind, body, and spirit. We help you do all of these things through trainings, articles, step-by-step action plans to implement the advice from those, and live calls for personalized help because your situation is unique. So, If you want to steal our proven processes, strategies, and systems for becoming a sovereign individual, go to join.modernmastery.co and join today. And if you want to skip all of the do-it-yourself stuff and join an intensive six-month program that guarantees business and personal success, we have the mastery program as well. And you can apply to that at join.modernmastery.co slash program. And links to both of those will be in the show notes. Now, last but not least, I have a few favors to ask that cost a whopping $0. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe or follow. It's one button click away, and it, it truly helps support the growth of this podcast. And then you can leave a rating letting us know what you thought. You can tag us at Modern Mastery on Twitter or at Modern Mastery HQ on Instagram or tag Joey or I with a link to this episode and some kind words. If you do all three, send us a DM and we'll have something special for you in return. So without further ado, let's dive right into this episode of the Modern Mastery podcast. We're live. What's up, Joey? How are you doing in the beautiful land of Florida on your vacation? And still suffering. How does it feel? I, I am good. I am breathing in that sweet, salty air. It's also kind of smoky down here. Apparently, there are some wildfires nearby. So that's really great for my lungs. That's probably why I've been coughing more. I just realized that. Mm. It's pretty smoky in this area. Because I'm, I'm up in the panhandle. So. Nice. Hell yeah. What part is that? What is it called? So Fort people can Beach. come find Destin. you and kidnap you? Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, one of my former clients, you know, the picture that I posted yesterday morning of just the beach with no mm-hmm. landmarks, I posted that picture. And one of my former clients messaged me and he's like, hey, man, are you in Destin? I'm like, how the fuck did you know that? <laughs> but he used to live here, so that's why he knows. That makes sense. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, but all around, <laughs> I'm doing good, too. I'm on. I'm fucking on. <laughs> you know this. Hopefully yep. the energy will shine through. The book is being written. I'm so fucking... I'm stoked, um, man. 
Here, here's a universal lesson that is actually in the book. Projects, man. Projects. Like, just building something. Like, you, we, we talk through this all the time. Nobody, I mean, clearly nobody sees our private conversations, but it's like, we know exactly what's going on in each other's lives, like, mentally yep. and whatever you're doing at a specific point in time. Yep. And it was like, for two weeks or so, where it's not like I was in a bad mood or anything it's just like i feel kind of lost like i'm just going through the motions like i'm still on my routine i'm still doing good things i'm still (laughs) posting content all this stuff but nothing it it didn't like i've had those times in my life where you're like intrinsically driven by something and you don't you're not really aware of it either it just kind of falls into place when you decide to actually start doing something and this kind this can possibly work into today's podcast but i was noticing we talked about this that like mental friction not from having a lot of things like we were talking about but it's like i know i want to do this i know i want to write this book i've been planning it out for however the fuck long like six months i have other things i want to do but it's like i just need to pick something and actually start writing it and i was intimidated because all of those limiting beliefs that can come up where uh like I'm not an author. I'm not James Clear. Self comparison. I'm not James Clear. Like I could never write something like that. How in the world? Like when I was writing English papers, I couldn't even write a ten-page, like research paper on whatever. You know, like that was the most difficult thing in the world. And then it's like I start writing this. I write the preface, and then it just starts flowing. It's like today I posted a tweet that said writing is organizing your thoughts, freeing up room for better thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that came from that. It's like once you just start writing, whether it be content or a book or a blog article or something else, just write the first paragraph and you'll kind of clear some of that out. And then I don't know how it works. The divine universe, it just starts putting ideas into your head because you're putting ideas out into the world. I don't know. Don't know how it works, but it does. Try it. Yeah, well, that's also really relevant to the brain dumping that we talk about all the time as well, where you know you, you have all these... This, this chaotic mess of dots, basically. I, I've really been into this metaphor of, of dots and connecting dots and making something out of them. So there's an application of that in creativity where you're connecting dots that you have and creating something out of that. But then there's also like organization where you're binding things together in a way. And maybe you create something out of that or maybe it just organizes things because then they're not all over the place they're batched up together and so they kind of sort of take up less mental resources because of that not an exact but it's easier to think about things when they're grouped together in a logical orderly fashion rather than being all over the place so in both creation like you know what you're doing with your book or me writing an, an article or something like that or simply brain dumping about something going on in your life Either way, you're going to come out the other side a lot better once you start actually putting pen to paper or fingers to keys, whichever, and doing it. Yeah, dude, (laughs) I like, dude, see, this is, I think this is why I'm in such a good mood is because, one, you just gave me one of the pieces that I was missing for a specific chapter on authenticity, and I'm working creativity into that, and everything flows, like, like, there's parts in my head where you have no idea where it's like, oh yeah, I can link it back to that as well. But I think this expresses the power of these things even more, just having something to work on. So the ideas that you do get, 
you can actually connect to that, right? It's a dot you can connect. And it's something on your mind. It's like if you're just going about life, you're going through your routine, you're doing things that you always do, it's going to be very hard to apply all of the stimulus that you are getting, preferably good stimulus. But when something gets put into your brain, where does it go, right? You can brain dump, you can journal, and then it's out there in the world, but there's nothing to really build on. So the the concept of building men need to build. Yeah, men. But it's true. Men need yeah. to build. Men need to like take <clears throat> steps up and up and up and their external stimuli need to they like they will help in that and help doing it better. That's a cool well, lesson. I like that little. This also relates to goal setting as well. Like the vast majority of people mm-hmm. don't have goals like the, the supposed number is like 97 percent of people don't have any written goals. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. And it's so important to have goals because it's kind of like a direction. You know, I wrote about this in my newsletter last week where, you know, if you're going to go on vacation, I didn't just hop in the car and be like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking drive for three hours and go (laughs) wherever. Sometimes I do like doing that. Like, I I love driving aimlessly around Atlanta, blasting music and just having a good time, especially at night. But, you know, when you go when you go somewhere you're going somewhere like you pick a direction and that helps you figure out how to get there right like if i want to go to chick-fil-a today i'm going to put that in google maps because i use google maps for everything and figure out how to get there and then you can start figuring out the steps along the way along that path and you can focus on the step that's right in front of you without that direction or without a goal in life you're just kind of driving around aimlessly doesn't mean that you won't get somewhere cool or fulfilling i mean some some of the best things that happen in life are kind of like things you just stumble upon definitely in my story um a lot of the major turning points were just kind of accidents that happened i was an accident but shut the fuck up (laughs) it's getting real on the lifestyle mastery podcast but if you don't have that direction then you're just going to be wandering around aimlessly and so you're going to feel unfulfilled but you're not really going to be able to put your finger on why. Like, you may have some stuff going for you. Things may seem good on paper. You may be making money. You may have everything's good for you, like, on paper. But you feel unsatisfied because you don't have a goal. And how this could relate to our topic for the podcast today is when you have a clear goal that you're intrinsically motivated to work on, it makes it a lot easier to shut out the noise. And that gets very important. The further that you get in business and life and anything really is there, there gets to be a lot more noise. It could be people, it could be opportunities, distractions, whatever it is, but you've got to stay focused on the mission and the clearer that you are with your mission, the clearer that is defined, the easier it's going to be for you to stay focused on it. And the more, productive you're going to be the better results you're going to have like i always say narrower focus equals deeper results damn dude you're speaking my language you're speaking my language right now and i do feel like this really does tie into the the podcast theme so for for those wondering we originally this was going to be like a kind of a discussion on squid game and (laughs) what everyone's saying about it and it's still it will be yeah. in a sense. But I want to touch on something now that will set the stage for all of this because what you said is 100% true. Having something to bring your focus back to when 
you you catch yourself. You become aware of yourself getting too caught up in these other things. And if you don't have, I have not come up with a name for it yet. I'm thinking of like the creation hierarchy because that's really what it is. Or I had the lifestyle optimization hierarchy, but that's a little bit too long and not really catchy. So the way I think of it, and we were talking about this yesterday for putting it in the planner. So there's a structured way for people to do it, but you have what we've talked about before, your interests and curiosities, right? That's what matters. That's what you're going to research. That's what you're going to dive through. That's what's going to kickstart um, some neurochemical thing, right? To make you feel good, even just thinking about it. Yeah. And then next, vision. What does your life look like? How do you want to look? How much money do you want to make? What uh, does your average day in the life look like? What does a good day in the life look like? What does a bad day in the life look like? Anti-visualization, like write everything down. Picture how you want your life to look. And I'm glad we're talking about this now because I had this, I, I had this thought this morning, right? I've been trying to put together what Joe Dispenza says about projecting into the future and bringing it into the present mostly through visualization and feelings. And I experienced it this morning because my dad came up yesterday, right? My dad came up yesterday and uh, we had a good time, good seeing my dad. And this morning I was getting dressed. And for some reason, for some fucking reason, do not ask me why, my dad's potential death came into my head. It's like when the day my dad dies, how am I going to feel? I don't know how or why it came up. But I started getting, like, tight in my chest, right? Tight in my chest. Like, I could feel, like, tears coming up. I didn't cry. Don't worry. I'm not that soy. Just <laughs> But, right, I, I, like, I felt it, man. Like, I felt it. And this morning, I was just ready to destroy anything in my path. It's like, okay, like, I have all this pent-up energy now. It's like, I need to go and do something with it. I need to create right so that's why it's like the creation hierarchy is because when you have this vision and it's very real and it kind of when it's very achievable and you can look at these questions that i told you earlier and you can picture yourself there and feel yourself there that is where those emotions and that drive is going to come partially to fulfill the rest of that hierarchy and another example of this is i was walking around in old town Scottsdale yesterday with my dad and I visualized like what it would be like to wake up and live in a place where things are so close to me that's always been a goal of mine whether it be Atlanta or old town or possibly not South Carolina sorry Justin but it's like being able to wake up there in a nice place and just be able to walk to a coffee shop, walk to the grocery store. Like I could feel it. It felt fucking good, right? It may not feel like that if I do move there at all times, but me projecting into the future and feeling that potential future in the now is what gave me like surging energy to actually make it happen, right? Yeah. So, and this, another lesson here is that like whether it be material, like if your goals are material, like, oh, I want a nice car oh, I want something else. That's fine, in my opinion. That's fine. And it's very powerful because when you look out, you're not looking out externally. You're not like, oh yeah, having that nice car is going to be cool. You're thinking about how it's going to feel to ride in that car, how fast it's going to go, how um, 
like I don't know. It's a good feeling. It's aesthetic. Nice cars are like aesthetic. They're beautiful. It's just a good feeling. There's some energy there. Don't know. But to go even further, after vision mission, which is kind of like what is the would you call that the why behind the vision, or is yeah. that more so okay? So that's the why. Is that somewhat like purpose? I, I'm trying to figure all this stuff out, but I think the way that I see purpose is behind the individual goals. Like what's the purpose of wanting this goal and understanding that. And the mission is very large, long-term. What's the reason behind me trying to achieve this vision of mine. Right. And maybe that's what I talked about. Like the, the intrinsic feeling of <coughs> like, what's going to happen when my dad dies, what's going to happen when I, I don't know. What would you say the mission is? I feel like ultimately what the majority of us are chasing is self-transcendence, ultimately. Right. And there's a lot of different ways to make that happen. So for those who don't know, if you've heard of Abraham Maslow and Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the very top is self-actualization, becoming the whatever you could achieving your potential essentially but what many people don't know <coughs> is that i'm dying what many people don't know is maslow actually had a level beyond that but unfortunately he died before he was able to write about it too much which is self-transcendence which is basically kind of sort of you're helping other people actualize <clears throat> which is kind of what we're doing now right like we're, we're, what we're doing is helping other people so it, it sounds kind of grandiose and almost cheesy but I feel like the first step is to think about what is my potential like we all have great potential in infinite different ways basically but we don't want to chase all those paths we can't we don't have time right um like an athlete can't play every single sport, for example. You're not going to get deep results from trying to do everything at once. So then the question becomes, what am I capable of being great at? And what do I want to be great at? What would be fulfilling to me? What would be satisfying? What, <clears throat> what can I do to have an impact on people I care about, my community, the world, whatever, you know, how can I help other people? Because I think I would like to think that a lot of us want to help other people, ultimately. But the problem is we get so stuck trying to help ourselves that we never get to that point, right? And that's something that I love about doing performance coaching is I'm basically an enabler. <clears throat> I, I don't tell people how to run their business. I tell people how to execute the vision in their head. But so many people, and I, I've been there too, and I still struggle often, but I think so many people get stuck on trying to self-actualize that they never get to the point of being able to self-transcend and help other people. Mm. So to bring it back to the conversation, when you get clear on what your mission is, what your purpose is or what your curiosities are, 
what your goals are, then you're able to perform better at whatever it is that you want to do. Like you have to know where you want to go before you can really get there efficiently. Mm. And a quick note about what you were saying about, you know, the, the place that you're walking around and new car and stuff like that. What people need to remember is eventually the new wears off of these things. Mm -hmm. I think this effect is called like the hedonic treadmill. I think there's hedonic treadmill and hedonic adaptation where we get used to things really fast. Like the new house, the new car, the new relationship, the new place. Like I'm on vacation, but you know, it's cool right now. But if I was here for like two weeks, I'd probably be bored. Like, Oh yeah, there's sand out there. Great. (laughs) We get used to things really quickly and then we start yearning for something new. Mm-hmm. So it's important to recognize that, to, to realize that, you're, that that effect's going to keep happening over and over. And it sounds bad, but what you can do is keep giving yourself new things to work on. And it doesn't have to be in the same field. Like, okay, I, I, if I go buy a Nissan GTR, it's going to feel great for the first week, few weeks, months, whatever. But then it's going to be like, okay, yeah, this is my car. So then I'm going to be wanting something more out of life, something new that could be more status, could be a new car, or it could be something else. I could start working on a new project or figure out (coughs) something else that I want to buy. Like maybe I want to buy a boat or something. I don't know. It's very important to realize that that is going to happen to all of us. It's just part of human nature where we keep wanting more. We are evolutionarily and biologically driven to keep wanting more, whether it's more resources or more status or more whatever, we're always going to want more. And if you try to pretend that that doesn't exist, it's going to bite you really bad. And you're going to have a great life on paper, like I was saying earlier, but you're going to be unsatisfied. Or you could accept it and use it to your advantage and say, okay, I'm always going to be on this treadmill. I'm always going to be wanting more. So I'm going to harness that and use it as motivation and fuel so that I can achieve more. And Mm -hmm. maybe then at that point, you're able to get to a place where you're not trying to achieve more for you. You're trying to achieve more for your friends and your family and your community. And that's where you start self-transcending. I like that a lot because, yeah, that's the thing. I, I think that was what I was trying to get across with the whole material thing. Like yeah. it, it's, it's a tool more than anything, in my opinion. Like, yes, you can go out and buy the car and then you've reached that specific goal, but uh, and then it may get old or it may not, but <coughs> having that tool in your toolbox to be able to do that without even buying the car mm-hmm. is pretty powerful. Like uh, transmuting that energy in a sense where, you're reaching out into a potential future that you really want to achieve, but not focusing on that potential future and how close you are to getting there and comparison, whatever. You use that energy to fuel the present moment and how you want to feel in the present moment and what you want to work on in the present moment that is aligned with getting achieving that specific goal, but it's not, it's not material at that point it's not material because you're in the present moment. You're creating something of value and you're moving your way up that ladder. Like you're not working, you're not building the car. (laughs) I don't know how to put it. Like you're, you're working on projects that will give, 
that will eventually give you resources to buy that car if you wanted but then preferably you're going to be at a more enlightened state at that point and you can make that decision from that state if you want to buy the car go ahead don't fucking care if you don't want to buy the car and you want to use those resources otherwise resources like currency um, mental clarity information that you have your development as a whole that's where it comes in so the next thing and the the reason i wanted to go over these is because this whole hierarchy is something to focus on when it's something to do when you're so caught up in other things like the fucking drama behind squid game like this is what you need to come back and focus on so after mission would be long-term goal whatever it may be make as many fucking goals as you want i usually just go like 10 year one year and then break that down even further into maybe monthly goals let's say monthly goals and then weekly goals and these are all these all should be aligned with each other when i talk about alignment on twitter this is usually what it means when your actions are aligned straight up this hierarchy right your goals are aligned with each other it's aligned with the mission the vision and your curiosities and interests and then after you write down those goals for various time periods and here's one thing to think about and i i like this because joey uh put this idea out there the other day in determining potential blockers oh shit i need to plug in my laptop one sec take take over take over from here on potential blockers yeah so i was we were talking yesterday about you know creating the new version of the power planner essentially and we're going over sections that should be in this one area of it and one thing i wanted to add was an area where you can write out potential blockers so say you have events coming up like i've been doing a lot of social stuff offline lately and i know that that's going to impact my ability to do work so I would put that in the potential blocker section, <clears throat> or maybe you're going to have your wisdom teeth taken out or something, or maybe it's, and you're going to be sidelined because of that, or maybe it's things in your day to day. Maybe you have a noisy environment. Maybe you're not sleeping well. Maybe you've been in a negative mood lately. Like all these things are potential blockers. <clears throat> and you want to get clear on those as well, because a blocker that you expect and acknowledge is easier for you to deal with and potentially overcome, but at least be able to know that that bump in the road is coming and be able to swerve or slow down or something. I don't know. I'm running out of metaphors here, but basically the whole point is to understand that these blockers are going to come. And when you're aware of them, it's easier to deal with them. Yeah. I I like that. That when you when you said that it's like that makes sense that's exactly what this other section needs to be replaced with and one thing i missed uh before goals values your values what are the most significant things in your life like what are the significant things in your life that you value and that you can come back and bring your focus to when you catch yourself focusing on other things so I like to think of values as like is it's it's another thing in alignment. It's like a test of alignment where whatever you're doing, aside from the goals, aside from the priority tasks, aside from everything else, does it fall in line 
with what you value. Okay. Really good question to ask yourself when you're working on that is, are your values your values or are they other people's right. values? Yes. Same with all of this. I've known, uh, yeah, are your goals your goals or are they somebody else's? Because I've known a lot of people who just had their values and their goals instilled in them by other people and never really questioned them. It's important to question yourself from time to time and make sure that you actually are aligned with yourself and that you're not just going along with what other people want from you and expect from you. Yeah. And that's, that's something that's extremely difficult, like to make yourself aware of because one, <laughs> we can get like very meta here in a sense where like it's, it's all conditioning. Like all of, all of your views are based on other people's views. All of your opinions are based on other people's opinions. All of your values are going to be based on other people's values. Kind of like throughout life, you've been exposed to different stimuli literally at every second of the day. And that has forged the person that you are today. So the main thing is, in my opinion, to question whether these values, goals, vision, whatever, if you're doing it to prove something to someone else, or you are doing it to, because someone said it and you feel more driven, maybe by your intuition or your gut to pursue something else, but you are going after something because someone told you to, you're going to do email, you're going to do email marketing for e-commerce stores because someone else told you to, and it sounds like a good business model to go into instead of say writing a book because you feel driven to do so. Right. And maybe the monetizability of that is much less, but in the grand scheme of things, what's going to give you the most energy in alignment with this hierarchy, because that's all that matters at the end of the day, man. Like everyone fucking says this as platitude cliche as it is. It, it's how, what I say in the book, it's your positive, your, your cumulative positive experience on this world is what matters. Yep. And if you're spending in, in pertaining to this, if you're going after a 10 year goal, that is not yours 10 years of trying to achieve something that you didn't even want to achieve. <clears throat> Imagine that man. Like that's to me, that is not good at all. It's not good. But then after those 10 years and you become aware of this, it's okay because you're still in the present. So nothing fucking matters, but we're trying to steer you in a positive direction. So after goals are priority <laughs> tasks, and what I recently added is the intention by behind those. So the way we put it in the planners, you have focus goals for the week, month, whatever that you are working towards. So you write down those goals again, or at least when I did it, I put like one word. If my goal for the week is to write 10 pages, I'll write, write 10 pages. So I know which goal I'm working towards. And then after that, I put the intention behind that goal which is somewhat the purpose behind that goal. What, what is my intention going into it? What do I want to achieve when achieving the goal? Like if I'm writing a book, what's my intention behind that? To give people an understanding of whatever topic I'm writing about, like a deep understanding. That's my purpose of doing it in a book as aside from like a piece of content on Twitter is a deep understanding. And that, that, 
unveils requirements that I have to follow when I am actually doing my priority tasks. And so from there, it's you, you determine the priority tasks. What, what's gonna, what is the most important thing that you could be working on today in relation to achieving that goal? So me, it's fucking sitting down and writing the pages or even before doing that, maybe it's researching, soaking in a bit of information about that. Like when I go on my walk in the morning, I tend to listen to a book that has really impacted the way that I view the specific topic that I'm talking about. So right now I'm walking around my apartment complex listening to awareness and holy shit, what would you know? Ideas are flooding my brain and I'm struggling to keep up with writing down like the thoughts that are popping into my head. So then when I can come back and it's time to write that chapter, I read through them all and then I kind of have direction there with where I can go. So what what else would you say about priority tasks? <clears throat> it relates to what I was talking about earlier with clarity in your your goals and where you want to go in life, but it's on a much smaller scale. Ideally, where you want to be is you want to be able to get up in the morning, go through your morning routine, which includes sunlight, of course, and look at your calendar or look at your power planner and have a good idea of what your priorities are for the day. Because if you don't, you're going to waste a lot of time. You're going to waste time trying to figure out what it is that you're doing. You're going to get sidetracked with social media or the news or other people or just procrastinate and the day is going to go by and you're not really going to get anything done. Having clarity of your daily priorities is incredibly powerful. Without them, yeah. your, your productivity is going to be terrible. And what would you know? Another chapter in the book on clarity. Yep. Structure. Routines. Like there, there's another chapter on spontaneity and nothingness, but structure and routines are a way of structure, routines, habits, habit formation are a way of structuring how you're actually going to execute on these things that we're talking about now that entire hierarchy it's like okay what habits are going to help us get us closer to this goal and then you can study habit formation or we can do another podcast on it but what habits are going to move you towards that goal and how are you going to form them how are you going to stay accountable to them how are you going to navigate the struggles that come along with habit formation and routines that's just a way again what i don't know if you'd say it's like structuring certain habits in a sense it is yeah but it's it's just tasks it's tasks that in my so the way i like to view routines is they have a specific intention behind them so in the morning my morning routine is wake up hygiene uh you know brush teeth shower go on a walk, listen to an audiobook, get ideas flowing, energy. That's what it's all about to me is getting the energy ready to get into my next structured work block and those priority tasks, giving me that energy to actually start performing on those. And then things like a nightly routine. There's routines within routines within routines that you can discuss like a fucking cooking routine or a meal prep routine or something like that. But the nightly routine is the opposite. It's winding down. It's getting ready for bed. It's unloading your mind. It's kind of the opposite. It's it's low. I don't know if it'd be lowering your energy, but it's getting you in the right 
headspace and mood to just fall asleep and have good quality sleep. Most of what we do every single day is the product of routines. Yeah, it's funny. People, people talk about good habits and bad habits, and it's more so there are helpful habits and harmful habits, really. But all this stuff from a psychological, a neurobiological, a physiological standpoint, it's, it's neutral. It's just a system. And you guide these systems to, you can either consciously guide them to work with you, or you unconsciously let them work against you, basically. So the reason why I say that is this is another situation where if you acknowledge it and intentionally create your routines and habits, then you're going to be in a really good place. You're going to be building these good things that are helpful and getting you closer to where you want to go. But if you ignore it, then it's going to hurt you because you're going to be doing a lot of things unconsciously that are harming you. Little, little things that hurt your productivity and you know just your day-to-day well-being like staying in bed a little bit too long the stuff that you eat um your mental state like your mental habits like if you're not aware of it then it's going to hurt you and it may sound boring (coughs) to build up habits and routines and systems and stuff like that but basically when you build up the right habits and routines and systems in your life where you're and that you're executing on more often than not, you're almost autom- automatizing success. Like it becomes your autopilot in a way. Like if you get up in the morning, go through your morning routine, look at your power planner 2.0, and then get to work, and you're doing that four or five days a week, you're going to get a lot of shit done. And yeah. it's just going to be a routine. And when stuff is routine, it doesn't take as much thought or effort. You can focus on what matters. Like, I always like to talk about Roger Federer because he's probably, like, my all-time favorite athlete because I'm a huge tennis fan. Like, he has practiced swinging a tennis racket so many times that it doesn't take conscious thought for him to do that when he's on the tennis court. But when you first start learning tennis, it takes a lot of effort, like, a lot of mental effort for you to get your swing just right. And it's a similar thing with these habits. When you first start building these habits and routines, they take a lot of conscious energy and effort, and they feel like a drag. But then if you stick with them, they get easier and more automatic, and then you're executing on these helpful things automatically without really thinking about it, and it frees up that mental effort for you to be able to work on what you want to work on. You don't have to think yep. about taking the shot anymore. You take the shot automatically, but you can th- that frees up mental resources for you to move around on the court better, I guess. Mm. Nice. Yeah, and fuck. Okay, so something I want to touch on with goals as well is I, I don't know if I subscribe to the whole, what was it called? The specific goals i don't know it's like specific attainable measurable realistic smart goals goals. goals are kind of outdated they're not they're not as effective as there's another one that um i don't know how to pronounce her name but she's the woman behind nest labs she came up with packed goals i think she was the creator of it could be wrong but she had a good article about p-a-c-t goals 
and they're they're a little bit different. I don't remember what the acronym or what it stands for, but I would advise people to look up PACT goals. It's better yeah. than SMART goals. Yeah, PACT goals, and then <coughs> one thing we or uh, if you look over that document when you get the chance, this is these are the questions. So we removed or we're going to remove one of the portions in the monthly area. So under the goals, under the goals, it's going to have three questions with yes or no check boxes. It's going to be, are these achievable? Right. So not really are these realistic, but are these achievable? Are these challenging? And I like that because the whole challenge thing i we we can discuss your views on steven kotler and everything else later but the the challenge aspect like i've experienced that we've talked about this like i do think that things need to be challenging in order to kick you into whatever whether it be flow or just something else it has to be challenging man like if you're not pushing yourself and doing something challenging it's not really worth it to some extent so yes or no question there and then are these aligned with my vision so do these align fully with everything in there and it's yes or no and then from those questions you can kind of determine whether these goals are worth pursuing or not exactly yes so people <clears throat> may be wondering at this point why we were talking about squid game last week and why we started off this episode today talking about it so as with any other thing that's popular some people in our Twitter community have started hating on Squid Game, the new Netflix series, which is awesome. I loved it. Great series. Binged it all in one day while I was sick last weekend, so that was productive. But Same. That's exactly what I did. People are like saying, oh, like if, if Squid Game's in your watch history, it's a red flag, and it, it's bad because it's programming you in a negative way, and this and that. Squid Game is, is just one of many examples where people love to hate on things that are popular. And they love to act like they're better than others because they don't like something popular. Like Counterculture. I, huh? Counterculture. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. I have been for years. <coughs> Taylor's one of my two all-time favorite artists. The other is Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. In the unfortunate event when my cat, Oreo, passes away, I'm going to get two kittens and name them Taylor and Trent. <laughs> writing, writing, it is written. But anyway, <laughs> literally, quite literally, not over-exaggerating here, there is a 50-50 chance when I mention Taylor Swift's name that the person I'm talking to makes a point of telling me that they don't like Taylor Swift. I don't yeah. care. Like, I don't understand what it is. I guess because people think that Taylor is just, like, still country, which she's not, but whatever. But that's another example of people like to hate on things that are <coughs> popular. And it creates noise. Like, if, you know, like with me, like when I talk about Taylor Swift or if one of us posts something about Squid Game or whatever, we would get dubstep. people saying, yeah, exactly, dubstep. Yeah, it's just noise. It sounds like two robot, robots fucking... Um, exactly. Which isn't a bad, bad thing. We don't kink shame in this house. But <laughs> there are going to be people that say, oh, I don't like that. And that's noise. It doesn't matter. Right? Like, when you start putting yourself out there into the world, especially, I want to say especially on Twitter, but it's probably every social media 
uh, platform. But when you start putting yourself out there, you're going to get pushback. There are going to be people who don't like you. They don't like your goals. They don't like your mission. They don't like what you create. They don't like what you like. And it doesn't matter. You need to learn to tune that stuff out. Mute people, unfollow people, block people, whatever you got to do, just cut out the noise. It doesn't matter if people don't like what you're doing. You got to do it for you and the people that you're doing it for. You got to focus on them. Right. It's the, it's energy, man. Everything yeah. falls under my three pillars. Let's go. I created a good framework. But it's, it's negative energy, right? There's time and place for negative energy. Time and place. As I said, when I was imagining my dad's death, I would, that's negative energy in terms of like the polarity to whatever uh, grief and sorrow was. It's like, I don't know, whatever emotion I was on the opposite spectrum, but it was on the negative side. And that can be transmuted through creation to the positive end of that pole, right? So yep. we're taking this negative energy that everyone is putting out and we're trying to create a positive message from what they're doing. Now, we would be liars if we didn't say this affected us emotionally, I, either of us to whatever degree for however long. But it's like I see those things, and this is why it's so important to control your inputs, but sometimes they just get through. That, like, you're going to have stimuli that gets into your brain that you don't like, and you're going to have to work through it. You're going to have to be aware of it and navigate your way out of that into a better place, and you learn a lesson. So... In this case, it's like before all of this started happening, I was sick. I'm like, I am not going to do anything today. I was well aware of that. And it's like I have other things going for me. It's okay. It's okay. I can chill out and not worry about this and take a break. I saw this interesting looking thumbnail on Netflix and it was called Squid Game. Interesting title. Ooh, what's this about? Watch the trailer. Looks good looks interesting looks like something i would enjoy so i watch it the entire thing in mm -hmm. one day and it was great i thought it was really good like the the story was good the the english dub was okay but it was still good and that's really my entire opinion on it i enjoyed it as a whole what's the purpose of me talking about it outside of that if it's just going to be negative all the time right like why are you letting that energy sit in you and build up and you're not creating anything with it of like you're not creating anything on the positive end you're you're getting stuck in that negative pole and just like ruminating it and posting content about it and sparking drama about it and just digging yourself deeper and deeper and deeper into whatever that is and it's not it's not cool so when i watched through that and i enjoyed it I enjoyed it. I hadn't heard anything about it. I enjoyed it. I didn't have any external things around there. And I see people start posting about it. Oh, if you squid game, more like soy game. It's like, oh, shit, I don't want to be soy. Did I just watch something that makes me soy? And then all these questions pop up. And it's like navigating through them and determining whether they're significant or insignificant thoughts. And then they kept popping up more. Like people just catch on to that and they want to... It, I think it like the negative things are attractive. They're attractive and people want to take their focus away. Like it's human nature. It's human nature to take your focus away from the important things in your life. And I, I don't know why, but it's like taking away, taking your attention away from the important things in your life and just fucking ruminating on it. 
for weeks and possibly getting stuck in it for life because then you're just seeking out more of that negativity through self-deprecating memes or drama-filled accounts or just stupid things that are relatable to you because you had similar opinions, but there's there's no reason in, I don't know. It's like now I can understand why people do it. I'm very aware of why people do it, but now that we've kind of gotten past it, it's like, why are you still stuck on that fucking topic? Yeah. Like, chill out and go live and go do something productive and create things and have a good time. And that's where your energy is going to come from. I think that's one thing I don't like assuming things, but I would say it's pretty safe to assume that these people are not happy in like overall when they're just sitting and thinking about these things. Like if you're, you can reverse engineer what's going on in their head throughout the day. Like all these negative thoughts are popping up and it's like, Oh yeah, time to post it on Twitter. I had this funny or something else um, opinion about squid game or whatever the fuck else. And I've, I've never vibed with that. Like it, it, I read things and they, I think, I think this has been like a main attributor, attributor to my whatever degree of success I've had on social media is that these things affect me. And I do feel compelled to write negative, negatively charged tweets or posts, but I don't because I take a step back and I understand that it's not doing anything aside from inciting drama and creating a ripple effect of the negative experience across whatever reach I have, right? It's not worth it to me. And some people say, oh, that's not being authentic. I think it's being very authentic. I think it's, or even authentic, but helpful and focused and being in line, aligned with the mission that I want to accomplish. I think that is true authenticity and being able to show that in a very positive way is what I do. So I take a step back and I try not to talk about the that topic at all it's like back to the mission what are the things that are in line with the message that i the overall message that i'm trying to put across and how am i going to display that and i've gotten caught up a few times i think i've posted maybe 10 tweets out of my 20,000 that are inherently negative and i'm getting caught up in the drama and i catch that very early i catch that and I noticed the people in the comment section, like digging into it in a, in a negative way and trying to, I don't know, just like increase the effect or the, the spread of that message. And then I end up deleting it because it's like, this isn't this one, it doesn't feel good. Like it's direct feedback. Like I'm not in a good place right now mentally and it's yeah. time to get back on track. And I, I don't know. I, I attribute that like, right now I feel fucking amazing because I'm focused, right? I'm very focused on what I have to get done and nothing else fucking matters because it's all in line. It's very powerful when everything's aligned and I don't know, nothing fucking matters. Like it's, and I become aware of it too. Like when I go to a store or something, I'm fucking like, I, I have that energy. Like things just come out of me. It's like, Oh, thank you so much. Like I'm much more sincere with how I talk to people it's really interesting how it happens. Like when you're not, uh, when you're focused on the things that you have to do, like you're, you, you just, everything else falls into place. Like, I don't know. I have a date this weekend. I'm excited. 
it's going to be a great fucking time. And if I'm focused, that date is going to go 10 times better. If I sit there and talk to her about squid game being soy game and it being a giant waste of time, we're not going on a second date unless she has those same opinions. But overall, that relationship's not going to work out. I can fucking guarantee it. And that's a very weird way of thinking about relationships. But it's so true. It's being present and focused on your mission. And people can sense that energy. I yeah. cannot explain this phenomenon, but they, they can sense Definitely that energy. Sense. If you're just yeah. ruminating in the negativity and you're like putting that across and just complaining and starting drama with another person, they're going to sense that and they're not going to want to be around you. If you are fucking like people want to take your energy, good or bad, right? And they like when they feel you're that energy, if, yeah, <laughs> yeah, if I go into it and I'm very happy, very focused and uh like it comes up in conversation what I'm working on and I'm telling her and I'm very fucking like, I don't know. I like, you can sense it in me, right? It sparks. It puts that little spark in my eyes and it gets me all excited. They want that. They want to feel that too. And they're going to want to be, I don't know, be around you more. Right. It's I, what I call it in the book is uh, it's, it falls under the leverage chapter and it's, I call it gravitation. It's like your spirit. It's like spiritual leverage in a sense where your energy is so positive, like you're radiating in a sense. More people want to be around you. And this takes time to develop, right, to be able to consistently like have this higher energy. And when we're talking higher energy, like overall, like things, things happen. It's not sustainable for the entirety of your life. You have to navigate, but you want to get to that point. Like you want to consistently stay at that point for as long as you want, not a super high, high that's unsustainable, but like a good above baseline, just feeling fucking good. I think of it as like raising your baseline, right? Raise, raise your average energy. Right. And I, I do think that, um, like a higher people can achieve a higher baseline than they think because they're at such a low baseline overall. Like they're at such a low baseline that even if they raised it to maintenance, they'd be like, Holy shit, I feel fucking good. <laughs> and then if you can raise it a bit more and find that sustainable level and have all your routines and goals and everything else in place, like it's, it's, it's good. Right. And people want to be around that people are attracted to that. I don't know if, I don't know what the law of attraction is. Maybe it's very similar to what I'm saying right now, but it's fucking true. I'm not saying this about the law of attraction. There's a lot of drama there too. And you can get trapped in the negative opinions of that, but your, your energy is contagious and the higher baseline you operate at, the more people you are going to attract that either want to be at that higher baseline or are at that higher baseline. It's leverage. You're attracting better people into your life, right? You're attracting better people and things into your life. They're going to naturally want to be, around you. They're going to be attracted to you. Things are going to conspire in your favor, right? They're going to conspire in your favor and you're going to get more lucky, quote unquote. But it's like you're increasing your also baseline of luck just by how developed you are, self-development, how developed you are as a human being is going to determine all the things around you. It's going to increase your luck because you are allowing that you're just giving more room to it. So much to unpack there. I had like three thoughts. <laughs> you One, I think the better route to take instead of 
you know, subtweeting people who talk shit about Squid Game and Squid, squid Enjoyers <laughs> is in, instead of doing that, talk about what you like. You know, like I yeah. I tweet about Taylor Swift a couple times a week probably because I like Taylor Swift, right? Like you tweet about dubstep, just talk about what you like. If people hate on it, it doesn't matter, right? Like I, I feel like I, I don't feel like a big social media presence. I, I never do for some reason. But sometimes I remember that I have a big following and I almost feel a responsibility in a way for, to be a positive voice and to talk about things that I like, like NASCAR. Like I talk about NASCAR all the time. Like I'm wearing a NASCAR shirt and hat. Like I watched the race yesterday. It was awesome because Larson won. Um, a lot of people don't like NASCAR, but I don't care. You know, I, I try not to subtweet people who don't like NASCAR and just talk about what I like. I think that's a much more positive way to go about things. You might get some hate. <clears throat> you might lose some respect from people in the community. If people are going to lose respect for you over a show that you like or a sport that you like or a musician you like, they're probably not really good friends or friends that you want to have in the first place. So that's, you know, that's that's a perspective. Um I've felt, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I've felt myself feel that call and I've given into it a few times where I have something negative happen and then I tweet about it and it never feels good. Like last night I was out with my mom and this drunk woman tried to start up this political chant and I booed her and went like Ooh, this. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And because I'm, I'm out trying to have a good time. Like, I don't want to, I don't want that bullshit around me. <clears throat> and so one of her Karen friends came over and was drunkenly like, I'll, just so you know, in this country, we have free speech. And I was like, yeah, I do too. Right. <laughs> and that pissed me off. My choice, bitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it pissed me off. And it was a very negative interaction. And I tweeted about it. And it was like, I never tweet about politics ever. It's something I, yeah. I don't like, I don't want to talk about, you know, but outside of closed door conversations. Um, but I tweeted about it and regretted it almost immediately because it's not relevant to, it's not aligned with my mission. I'm not a political account. I'm a, I'm a performance coach. I'm a, a guru, right? Like you don't need to have one thing that I don't think a lot of the people in our community realize is you don't need to have a public opinion on everything. Just because you're an expert on one thing doesn't make you an expert on everything. You don't need to throw your opinion into the ring on every single thing that exists. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm trying to get better about not doing that because if I give into that, I'm basically becoming a hypocrite because in the moment it seems like you're doing a good thing where you're calling out negativity when in reality, you're just adding to the negativity and it's hypocritical. Right. I'm realizing the further that I get, the easier it can be to become a hypocrite, at least in that regard, right? Like, I don't know. It's, it's something that I've been work, think, working through uh, philosophically lately is not being a hypocrite because I think being a hypocrite is one of the worst things you can possibly be. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunately, I mean, humans are biased to negativity. 
we have a literal negativity bias. It's a survival mechanism, survival advantage kind of, but it doesn't feel so good and it doesn't work so well for us in the real world, like a modern world, I should say. It worked for cavemen, but not so well for us. And so now we're drawn to negative things. We're more prone to falling into negative moods. We want to get into negativity. We care more about bad things than good things, unfortunately. And I think that there's a lot of people in the world, but also in our little slice of Twitter, who have given into that and just channel whatever negative thought crosses their mind. Yeah. So you can either fight that by being negative too and talking shit to those people and cutting ties with them, or you can try to be a counteracting positive force talk about what you like talk about the positive things in the, in the world and in existence and just talk about things that are aligned with you and your values right i completely agree because you're gonna again with the whole attraction thing like when you do that when you do that especially on social media you're you're attracting a tribe that wants the same thing like i I, one thing, I guess this is visualization in a sense, like anti-visualization is I see what these accounts are doing. I see what these accounts are doing. And you can think of this in the perspective of the real world, but on Twitter, the fabricated world that it is, it's like, I see what these accounts are doing, whether they be the meme accounts or like the hyper, the hyper proud authentic accounts or something else where a lot of what they put out is just fucking garbage it's like dumpster fire of the mind right they're attracting people with that same energy whether they hold the same opinions or not they're they're like i now i'm thinking of like accounts having a specific charge of energy and the content they put out is like moving that up or down the fucking spectrum and they're attracting people and they get people in the comments that are just reinforcing these opinions in their head like sure maybe my account has a bunch of reply guys where they're just rewording my tweets and posting stuff i don't care i prefer that i prefer that as opposed to just discussing this negative shit with everyone that sparks like a different kind of discussion now Mm -hmm. there's that's not what all of my comments are and I appreciate the people that try to add more <laughs> positive value to the things that I'm talking about. Those people are great, and there's nothing wrong with the reply guys either. Don't don't really care. They're doing their own thing. They're playing their own game. Yep. But that's the thing. Is like it just furthers the message of what you put out into the world is what you get back. As <laughs> you can talk cliches all day, but it's fucking true. Where what you put out into the world, the energy you put out, the message you put out the everything that you put out is going to determine what you get back in the form of just your own emotions. Like think of it as you put a negative thought out, it's going to bounce back right back into your brain in another fashion. And so it's the same thing with the positive. And I don't know, there, there's so many different things we could talk about here, but the, the main thing is, is just be very mindful of it, mindful of what you're putting out into the world and how it makes you feel because you may think what we're saying right now is complete rubbish. The whole positivity, negativity thing, whatever you have to experience it. Like, and you have to be aware of that and be willing to challenge your own beliefs, right? You have to allow us to challenge your beliefs here and try something new and see how it makes you feel. See 
like overall how it makes you feel because if you're consistently putting out negative shit into the world i guarantee you don't feel as good as you could i'm not saying you feel like shit i'm saying you you don't feel as good as you should now allow us to challenge your beliefs do what we said in this podcast move in a more positive direction and see how it makes you feel and see well, like go ahead sorry to interrupt i just go ahead go ahead and finish and then i got something i was kind of done i was running on fumes okay nice <laughs> so you bring up a you bring up a very good point about what you put out into the world affects how you feel but when you're talking about social media especially let's not forget how you're making other people feel Ooh. right like yeah what's the purpose of tweeting about something popular and saying that it sucks and that it's bad for you what's the purpose why do you feel compelled to make other people feel bad right you know like i, I don't you get maybe unconscious of it why is it that the like literally it's i swear to god it's like 50 percent of the time that i mentioned taylor swift's name somebody says something negative about her that's so yeah that's just fucking stupid like, yeah, the, it's like that's i my, i can give a fuck what people listen to like what they choose to do like there's degrees to that there's degrees to that like <laughs> we can we can i guess we're talking shit we can talk shit about people that are posting negative things and creating like just a negativity avalanche mm -hmm. but in, like i can understand why people will focus on that and get attracted to that but something as simple as like who you listen to for music that's really gonna like spark something in you that makes you want to tell that person that taylor swift is shit or whatever you're saying like that's just so stupid to me that is the stupidest thing like how are you gonna spend your days doing that man how are you gonna let yeah. those thoughts like permeate your head and then you put them out into the world that's dangerous that's very dangerous there are some people in our community who don't talk about what they talk about in their bio very much they they're they're social commentary accounts now that's that's 90 percent of their content is just social commentary and the, the thing is is it's easy it's easy to find flaws and negative things to talk about there's a lot of negative shit happening in the world it's it's easier to find the negative because people talk about it more and it's also engaging it's kind of a marketing thing i guess where it's like when you talk about things from a negative perspective you put out when you put out negative things you you get negative energy but you get a lot of energy back you get a lot of engagement likes retweets you get more followers stuff like that and it makes you feel like you're a thought leader like it kind of reinforces this feeling <coughs> like oh i'm better I'm, I'm more intellectual and i know better it kind of reinforces that and people start like you know agreeing with you in your comments right mm -hmm. um and so it keeps it up and so then people some people do it sparingly and have a negative comment every now and then or some people just give into it and then that becomes most of what they talk about yeah it's it's personality like i don't know <laughs> once you it's a oh I like this because I, I, I don't know. I, I really like to talk about and think about the aspect of like conditioning and just like how every single fucking input you've had your entire life plays some role in who you are now, right? Mm -hmm. That That's your personality in a sense and how you allow those um, like 
what what you actually let out of your mouth and like allow your body to do or whatever whatever dictates personality like the display of personality is backed by years of conditioning right and if you are conditioning yourself programming yourself in a negative way with all of this shit <coughs> imagine how your personality is going to be like you become that you quite literally become that mentally because you're just exposing yourself to all this shit over time like if, if if you're deep in this hole like five years deep in this hole of building a negative tribe on social media that's going to be difficult to get out of if you ever get out of it like because <laughs> you're digging yourself deeper man like you you've gotten so much feedback and like the the likes the other other things that back that and kind of support it and they it just makes you it makes you a negative person and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy really they, like you're you're just creating your own existence really like your perspective and what you're doing is creating a more negative world so you become a more negative person like there have been many times in my life to be perfectly honest where i felt like i have the capacity like potential to become a very bitter person and that was because of my attitude and my perspective at those times and it, you, it's a feeling, like it's it's a legitimate feeling where you can feel like this bitter, toxic, whatever, eating at you. I, I don't know if it's the same for other people, but it literally feels like something's eating at you, like in your head and in your chest, like this negativity and this hate and this bitterness. And you can either, <coughs> you can either try to counteract it with some positivity, like get some help, talk to somebody, brain dump, get a pet whatever do something about it listen to taylor swift um music yeah big one you can either do something about it or you can let it go and or let it let it continue to eat at you and you become a bitter hateful person and then like i said what's often forgotten is the things that you put out into the world affect others so <coughs> you're creating a more negative world and a more negative existence for them and you have a multiplying effect where you're not just making yourself a worse person you're making other people worse as well i used to when i was in my career i worked with a guy who complained all the time quite literally nine out of ten things that come out of his mouth were negative and i counted one day because i was bored and i didn't like my job nine out of ten things that he said in a day's time were negative he complained about quite literally anything even if you agreed with him on something, he would start taking the other perspective. Like, he would just be, eventually argue with himself, in a way. You could kind of trick him into doing that. And he <coughs> really impacted the team because of how negative he was, because it made us feel worse. And we also spent a lot of time talking about him, which isn't mature and it's not professional. I understand that. But it was kind of a coping way for us to cope after he left was to talk about how much of a negative person he was. So it made us feel worse. So that's an example that I've, I mean, that's a thing that I've tried to keep in my mind as not being that person, not having that kind of effect on other people. Like when you walk into a room, when you go to a party, when you're at the store or whatever, do you leave the place more positive or more negative than when you got there? And there are unfortunately a lot of people who make 
the Twitter world and the world in general a more negative place. So we can either be negative back at them or we can try to be a louder positive force. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the, the thing that gets me right now and when we do things like this is the question of like us paying too much attention to them. Right. And that does, that does happen sometimes to an extent, but what we're trying to do right now, what we're trying to put across is a seed of awareness. I'll call it a seed of awareness We're we want to plant a seed in your head. So the next time you interact with some of these things, doesn't have to be a social media account, but literally anything, you'll become more aware of it. Now you'll, you'll snap out of it quicker. Like that's one thing that I have talked about before is like when you're, when you're stuck in a rut or, and this is like small scale and large scale, this is more large scale. But when you're stuck in a rut, (coughs) how quickly you can snap out of that should be getting shorter and shorter and shorter over time because we're get, we always get stuck in ruts. Like it's just Mm -hmm. fucking nature. It's natural. It's something that happens, but your ability to find that small scale or large scale and snap out of it immediately and just do what you need to do to get back on track through the hierarchy we talked about or just anything like, like changing your mind and using a vessel. This is another thing in my book is like a vessel to actually change this charge that you have or charge of something. It's like if, if you feel like shit or you read something and you're aware of how it feels, you can use something to help you like a tool to help you improve that energy. So there's many, many tools. A lot of them are self-development based. So like meditation, going on a walk, writing, writing out your thoughts, brain dumping, speaking to someone else, you know, like when you talk things through, talk things through music is very good at amplifying or lowering energy (coughs) in a specific direction, right? That's why a lot of people listen to like heavy metal at the gym is because they need that negative energy and that negative charge to like produce more output in a sense. But then when you're in the car and you feel a specific energy, like let's say it's calm, calm energy and you throw on some like melodic bass or drum and bass, or you have that specific feeling and you can amplify it through music or other things, but you can literally like things all have a charge. We can get as spiritual or as esoteric as you want here, but everything has a charge and you need to pay attention to what charges you're letting charge you in a sense. Right. Cause I, I paint the picture of like your body being a battery or like Joey, you've read, I think the first two chapters where I talk about the game and I kind of <coughs> um, refer it to like you being a character in an MMORPG. So it's like your mana pool. It's, mm-hmm. it's, the energy that you gain or maybe an energy bar, but it's like a mana pool and it allows you to use your abilities and do the things you need to do in a better way, the more mana you have. And there's different ways of like, there's mana potions, the vessels for actually doing these things are mana potions and you're boosting that back up or I don't know, someone else drains it. I don't know. There's a lot of things to discuss there and it's been fun to think of it in that way. But overall the message is a seed of awareness. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's important to have that awareness 
because it can be very easy to allow something to make you spiral. Because when we encounter one negative thing or something bad happens in our lives, I've noticed that all of a sudden everything everything's negative. Like it just seems like everything goes to shit. Everything's bad, everything has a flaw because our our mindset gets so negative, like biased towards the negative, that it seems like everything is. And it's very quickly <coughs> or it's very easy to quickly spiral into that. And then you become more negative and bitter and hateful, and then you wind up making things worse. Maybe you snap at one of your friends, or you punch a wall, or something stupid like that, and you make things worse, and then you get more negative. So the more awareness that you have, and the quicker that you can be about, at um, you know, stopping that cycle, the better the things are going to be. You need to recover faster. <coughs> I dig that. But I think we got the message across. I really enjoyed this podcast. I think it's good. I think it's, I think this is like extremely powerful, man. If people actually use this stuff, because I mean, I'm, I'm prime example right now. I'm on another fucking level. This level may not last for a long time, but I am, I'm ready to go and I'm going to make the most of that energy while I have it. I'm, as I told you, I'm like, I'm, pretty lean right now but i've always wanted to get to a specific body weight this is my goal the goal that i'm setting is 185 and i've never been able to reach that and it's going to be difficult because i'm going to get extremely lean but that's the challenge is my goal challenging yes it's going to be really fucking challenging especially with like so much going on like my birthday's next week we're going to seattle how am i going to navigate that fucking thing with diet and everything else and i can let loose a bit but the the problems like overeating and possibly drinking and it's like okay i have this goal how am i going to like tune all of that out and just focus and not care what other people think like if i order something different at the restaurant where it's like oh no let's (laughs) this weird example and i probably won't only order this but like what if i only order a chicken breast and then all the people that i'm with guaranteed oh you're only ordering a chicken breast are you sure like why you're we're here. It's your birthday. Like you don't want to have fun. And it's like, right. Live a little. And it's like the, the act of pursuing my goal is fucking fun. It's fun and it's energizing and it makes me feel good. And this steering away from my goal is not going to make me feel good. Dude, why are you working all the time? Why don't you do anything fun? Because my business is fun. That's why I built a business. I'm doing what I want to do. Like, yeah, I know those, those always make me, giggle in a sense where it's like yeah live a little man well it's it's the other thing like you have to be aware of this and you have to be intentional about living a little i talked about this this will post after the oh no this will post before the podcast i did with analyze and optimize but we talk about like being intentional with um i guess degeneracy like tactical degeneracy being like if if i am very intentional and aware and i want to go out and drink for a night then i'm going to and i'm not going to feel bad about it because it was intentional and somehow and sometimes it can be aligned with your goals to just let loose and do whatever but right now like it's the same thing with your goals and other goals others goals for you interconnecting and you not pursuing what you want to pursue like them telling me to live a little it's like oh is my goal actually to just live a little right now or is my goal still aligned with 
me wanting to get diced as fuck because I feel driven to do so. And it's something that I just, I've, I've wanted to achieve for so long and I feel resistance there. And it's like, I have to, I have to do this. I have to make this happen and I'm going to make this happen. So overall, great <coughs> podcast, man. I think this is one for the books. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, tweet us, yep. tweet us or Instagram us, tag us, do whatever. Um, let us know what you thought. And if you're going to change your ways or if the seed of awareness was planted or the things you've noticed and I don't know, use this as a practice to spin it into a positive lesson because there could be a lot of negative discussion. Anything could be turned into a negative discussion. So let's keep it positive, not in the woo woo wishy-washy way, but in the one that progresses the collective human consciousness. How about that? Life is a lot more fun and fulfilling when you are optimistic person, realistic optimism. Yeah. So much better than negativity and pessimism. Right. And not being negative about that. Right. <laughs> oh, you, you can't be optimistic all the time, bro. You can't fucking. What is this whole positivity garbage when these positive people feel much better than you do? Yeah. Apologies. They're, they're doing better things and they're having a better impact on the world. Funny how that works. Yeah. <laughs> this seemed passive aggressive. <laughs> I have <laughs> we've we've thought through this all. But whatever, whatever. The message of the podcast still stands. It was a fun one. Joey, I hope you feel better. I hope you thank enjoy you. the rest of your time on vacation. And thank you everyone for listening. And we'll see you in the next one. Later, y'all. My friends, thank you so much for listening to that episode of the Modern Mastery Podcast. I have a few favors to ask you. For a whopping $0, you can support this podcast by following, rating, and subscribing on whatever platform you are listening on. And for an additional $0, (laughs) you can share this podcast on your social media accounts. Tag me in it, at thedanco. And I will share you on the community page. This truly helps the Modern Mastery community and podcast grow and allows me to bring you top-tier guests to fuel your hunger for wisdom. It costs $0, but it does cost you your time. And we understand how valuable that can be. But considering you spent an hour or so listening to this podcast, a one-minute subscribe or follow button click and social media share isn't too much to ask. And... If you truly enjoyed it, um, we would hope that you do this out of the kindness of your heart. And we truly, we truly, truly, truly appreciate it. And the second favor, which costs money, is joining Modern Mastery HQ, the only platform you need to master your mind, body, and spirit while building a 5 to 10K a month online business as a creator, coach, freelancer, or entrepreneur. You can go to join.modernmastery.co to join 350 plus members and gain instant access to information that has the potential of making you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime as a business owner. With that, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Modern Mastery Podcast, and I hope to see you in the next one. Peace.